broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Well, good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Stephanie Bell and producer Hannah and John Marsh. I am Randy Tobler doing double duty today, so forgive me if I uh, get confused. It's not the afternoon. Uh, no, it's the morning. It's like 4 p.m. or something, Doc. Uh, how do you do what you guys do getting up at this hour of the morning? I don't know. Well, it's great to be with you. We have a lot to talk about, of course. Uh, later on, we're going to be talking to uh, someone from Ju- uh, Judicial Watch who... Uh, uh, he represents uh, this organization that does all the great FOIA requests. His name's Michael Bakesha. He's uh, they're looking into the Obama chef death thing. I, I I'm interested to see what they have to say about that. I hope we're not overreaching on this, but I can't wait to talk to Michael at seven oh nine. Bob Onder, who uh, allegedly is doing a lieutenant governor run, will be joining us at seven thirty six. And Wayne Wallingford, if you get your uh, receipts ready, maybe he'll repay your gas taxes uh, at uh, 810 is with us as well. So we welcome you to the program. The number is 573-874-9390 if you would like to uh, join in on the program. Um, and it's going to be a warming spell, by the way. Today, high in the 60s. You have a I, you have a sweatshirt on. What's the matter? It's, I didn't be, check the weather yeah, this morning. I just figured John, it was going to be cold. John, are you uh, dressed in layers so you can appropriately, you know, be okay here? I have my Zimmer Communications oh, official polo yeah. on. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at you. Company guy. Oh, well, yep. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope HR is listening. There you go. Okay, good. Uh, and, of course, we have the regular features with the D.C. rundown. Boy, there's enough to talk about for three hours in D.C. There really is. And, uh... And then uh, John will be bringing... And that would be all except for this. I love that feature every morning. You know, I'm an avid fan of the program. Uh, it's great. See, I told you somebody was listening. I do. I listen every morning when I can. I mean, I was in the OR the other day, so I didn't get to listen all day then. But uh, I do. And then what's hot with Hannah? I can't wait to hear what Hannah has to do. Hannah, why do you have to get up around 1230 in the morning? I mean, because you live in California, right? <laughs> Usually about 3, 330. Oh, oh Hannah. You know, like it. if you if you mess up your circadian rhythm, that's not a good thing. We're going to have to figure out a way to change that. We're going to have to change the National uh, Standards Act so that somehow, you know, we change the clock. Because over the long term, that's not good for you. You know, you go that. the way of Indiana and just not bother with it, right? Yeah, we were talking, um, Brian, producer Brian Hansen and I were talking yesterday about that. Uh, is this the weekend when we have to get up at 2 a.m.? It is. You get up at 2 a.m., don't you, to change your clock? No? No, I don't. John? Uh, yeah, I'm just getting in at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, really? The poker game lasts that long? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I uh, for, for the longest time, I used to kid my kids. I say, you know, we all have to get up at, at 2 a.m. and change the clock. Oh, really, Dad? You know, no, we don't have to. Why do we do that? Does anyone know why we do that? John, do you, I mean, do you have a clue why we can't just go to a common my, my standard? My stock line on this was, you know, when it dated back to the days of, uh, you know, agriculture producers trying to get the harvest in. My stock line is, you know, tractors have headlights on them now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about the, uh, you know, the candle wax burning too long. <laughs> well, and with the advent of email, for people who conduct a lot of international business, I think people are like, well, you're going to be confused about who when everything's going on but i learned like this last week not everyone changes on the same weekend like i think some folks in europe like maybe uk they they changed 
last weekend. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and me oh. neither. And so I'm like, well, most of our business is conducted via email yeah. and we can communicate. And like with Outlook, a lot of times if you're trying to set meetings, it auto, you know, make sure everyone's hopefully on the same page. And I, I mean, it. I just think we're way beyond it. And I think really the public is ready to just put their foot down and say no. Yeah. I Well, Arizona. Is it Arizona yeah. that does yeah, it? Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. I think we need to really... And every year... It'll probably come up. I don't know if Speaker Johnson's going to address it, but every year in Congress, I know there are people that stomp their feet and, you know, pound their fists and talk about it, but nothing ever happens. Although there seems to be widespread consensus among we the people, but then again, there's a lot of widespread consensus among we the people on a lot of things that they don't listen to. Like, get your act together and pass a budget, darn it. (laughs) Yeah. Why Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, hey, listen, I, I want to, at the first, I, I want to talk with y'all about this, um, this Israel only appropriations bill. Uh, everyone I talk to says, you know, it makes sense. Let's, let's one at a time do that. What, even people that aren't really politically engaged. And, and don't you think that there's good reason to approach things that way, Steph? I think so. I mean, we talk about it at the state level. There's prohibitions against log rolling, against smashing a whole bunch of things together because then people are forced to vote for something that they might not want to vote for because they really want, for example, border funding, which is what Biden was trying to do. So I do, you know, I I was surprised because we saw a um, a poll by Thomas Massey over the weekend on Twitter, and he said, you know, most of the people that I polled said, you know, between only Israel, only Ukraine, and neither are both – most folks are in the neither category. Now, the folks that follow him, I can see that. Right. And I actually thought most people in mid-Missouri would be there because we've already sent so much money to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of folks that were texting us said, yeah, I'm totally in for neither, actually. Oh, really? Said, yeah. um, the folks who were supportive were Israel only. Yeah, I mean, I, I, however you think about this, it makes sense to be able to, just at least from a processing standpoint, John, Think about like, okay, we could, let's isolate this particular country. Where's the national security value? What is the cost? What's the return on that investment? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a simple guy, but I struggle with it, these omnibus packages that have so many competing things. Uh, John, you're down there in Jefferson City. It, it, do people do that? I mean, maybe Jeff City doesn't do it as much, but do legislators just get caught up in this horse trading and that's how these packages happen that you know it's just you can't just isolate one bill it has to be a, a, a gazillion things at once well we had a state representative from uh, cole county jefferson city uh, dave griffith on the air with his co-hosting yesterday morning and he had a rather innocuous veterans bill that he was working on to develop you know some service medals for veterans of the mm-hmm. campaign in afghanistan and he said it got caught up and they changed the the ballot wording on it and added some uh, tax issues into it and effectively killed the bill so we, we've seen the same thing in, in at jefferson city at the capitol with omnibus bills in past sessions and now what was their their cute line they called the one in dc they were calling it a minibus bill so <laughs> Aww, look so at that cute. how cute yeah, huh? i'm visualizing this uh, this volkswagen uh, bus you know with the plastic with a flat tire with a flat tire yeah couple surfboards sticking out the back <laughs> and a smoking air-cooled engine yeah that's overheated yeah so i don't know and i know that uh, gary nolan our friend gary nolan who's on uh, on the air here uh in mid-morning uh, right after this program he talks a lot with a guy from uh, what's it called uh, a dc something but but it's a guy that really his whole mantra the whole mission is 
one issue, one bill. You know, let's just say we have a dam project in northwest Missouri that the Federal, the Army Corps of Engineers is going to Let's vote on that, Congress, and then let's vote on the next bill. That just makes sense to me. I'm it, sorry. It really does. And if you go back to the time, like at least with our state constitution and the founders of our state constitution, that's why. I mean, we have requirements for legislation for initiatives where they have single subjects, clear titles. Now, those over time, what what constitutes a single subject has been um, mm-hmm. reshaped, I believe, but uh, because it, it, they've been given a lot more latitude than I think maybe the founders had originally hoped for but uh but I really do think it does a disservice not only to our legislators who are trying to uh you know figure out what's in this bill um and you know like you said John get an important priority through without getting a whole bunch of other stuff tacked onto it um but it does a disservice to the people because ultimately especially if these things end up on the ballot you might really like one part of it and feel like I'm being forced to vote for That's, something I don't like yep um, when and these then things that, get smashed together. And that becomes a campaign ad for your opponent in the next, right? Because you voted, there may have been one little morsel that your constituency may not agree with. And then, John, you can see right there, you know, that's going to be the centerpiece of the opponent's campaign, even though 99% of what the people wanted was in that bill. That's the that's the problem. Well, we saw that go down just in the, uh, the past session with lawmakers and an omnibus ag bill in Jefferson City that... Had everything under the sun included in it. I remember one that was in, I don't know, was it this past session, one before about deer jerky liability that was added into some <laughs> omnibus bill. It just gets to the point of ridiculousness. Deer, wait a minute. Deer jerky liability? Hello? Yeah. Really? I think, I think we'd have to go Google it, but that that's the one that sticks in mind. Oh. Well, they got sick of us calling it extra pork, so they just switched <laughs> exactly. meats. Well, maybe. And it, there's a salt factor there, so there's a public hazard, you know. Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> too much salt, too much hypertension, too many strokes. Rand Paul had something to say about the Israel-only bill, and it may come down to who blinks first, because the Senate and Joe Biden don't want to see anything but a big, you know, package that includes Ukraine and, oh yeah, border funding, which is mainly for processing those people, not for restricting them. Here's what he had to say. How come it's not working? Thing. I don't think he'll veto aid to Israel. You really think he's going to stand up in front of the world and say, oh, we're not sending aid to Israel just because it's paid for? I like what Speaker Johnson has done. I think it's the conservative thing to do. It's what conservative voters at home tell me, friend or foe, whoever we're giving the money to, it ought to be paid for because our national debt is threatening our national security. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I, for one, think that if you're going to invest in another country it's it's indisputable that i mean israel is our democratic linchpin in the middle east and somewhere that we can count on to you know keep an eye on the bad neighbors nearby namely iran and others but you know at least let's debate it and let's debate it on its own rather than getting it entangled in others um Hey, I want to remind you all that uh, it is, uh, of course, in just a few short days, Veterans Day coming up. And once again, uh, 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS and, uh, of course, 93.9 The Eagle. Uh, salute the troops. And it's a great, great uh, promotion. want to do something special to show appreciation to all our military families. So uh, you can jump on to either of the websites, kws.com or 93.9theeagle.com, and... Uh, Fill out a form. Tell us about a friend, family member, co-worker, neighbor, anyone who you really want to honor, a neighbor who's a veteran or active service member who's made a difference in your life. Certainly they've made a difference in our lives collectively. 
and uh, you know, ask them how you've done, and uh, we'll make sure and get that up there. We posting pictures too, Hannah? Nope, not this year. Okay, so make sure that that testimonial is up there, and then it'll be on the uh, on the website as well. It's uh, six twenty coming up, and when we come up, we've got the DC Daily Rundown with Stephanie Bell, and. Uh, We appreciate you for listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri with John and Stephanie and producer Hannah. I'm Randy Tolbert. We'll be right back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, You might want to fact check that. archive revealing then Vice President Joe Biden sent or received up to 82,000 pages worth of private emails through three different shadow email addresses, pseudonyms, while serving in the Obama administration. It's unclear what topics were covered in these emails, but Hunter Biden was copied on at least 10 of those emails sent between May 18th and June 15th, 2016, with one on May 26th reportedly notifying him of a scheduled phone call between Joe Biden and the president of ukraine 623 wake up mid-missouri it's time for the daily dc rundown maria bartiromo outlining some new emails trench what do you say no Stephanie? one said it recently are the walls closing in on hunter biden <laughs> oh boy there it is <laughs> i really don't think so i mean we've had so much of this evidence already and there's so much evidence against hunter biden and it seems like no one really cares i mean we're trying to bring it to the forefront but there's a lot there's a lot there, and these emails, usually we're talking about Clinton's emails, but now uh, there's a lot of Joe Biden emails, that, and it seems like the links are there, and the stories change so many times. At first, Joe Biden had no idea what Hunter was up to, and now with all the phone calls, with all the testimony, so I think I'm hoping, you know, we've been through this three-week pause with the speaker issue. I'm hoping now that we're over that, we can dig back into some of these really serious <laughs> allegations. <laughs> Come good on. one, good one, Steph. Uh, come on, really? Yes. I, I, I think we're there. I think the dots have been connected. John, am I just? Uh, do I have my rose-colored glasses on? But I mean, you've got now. You've got the latest checks: two hundred thousand dollars on a loan repayment a couple of weeks ago, and now forty thousand dollars from Frank Biden's sister, right? Or James Biden's sister, mm-hmm. one of them, yeah. or wife, whoever it is, wife, I guess. <laughs> I mean, come on, and the timelines are connecting. I, how how can you look at this in any other way, John? Well, we've been down this road before, haven't we? With the with the in possession of a firearm, and then the the deals that were supposedly being cut with uh, back taxes and all, and then it just all sort of laid there. Fizzles. Now wait a minute, you guys are prosecuting Hunter Biden. I'm prosecuting Joe. <laughs> well, I'm after Joe. I think the walls are closing in on Joe. I'm sorry. I mean, I think that this is loan repayment. I mean, really, and the timelines are just very suspicious here. I mean, you see, and what was it last night? Jesse Waters pointed out the timeline. Uh, there was a four hundred thousand dollar payment that went to James from the Chinese guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then that goes to his wife, and then. Wait a minute. Hang on. Let me see here. Let me see. 
Let me see. My calculator. Yep, my calculator says that's 10% to the big guy in a loan repayment. <laughs> Hello? I am not as optimistic as you, Randy, but I am hopeful. But then other people are getting away with stuff, so uh, we finally had the vote, a second vote on George Santos yesterday. 31 Democrats said, let's keep this guy around because I'm sure he's helpful to them. He can't stop... Comedy relief, if right? nothing else. He can't stop lying. I think the Washington Post called him truth-averse the other day. Um, he is... Uh, has been charged federally but has pled not guilty um, so he's sticking around for a little bit longer also yesterday Congress voted they were wanting to uh, censure uh, Rashida Tlaib over her comments uh, related to the uh, Israel and um, they voted not to censure her um, also we're facing we're 15 days <laughs> from the <laughs> deadline uh, I don't think I uh, Johnson has said that maybe we'll just kick the can a little bit longer to kind of give Congress some time to settle in um, there seems to be a little bit of support for that although they have been moving some spending issues um but i think we're just gonna i think if i had to bet i think we're gonna kick the can on that also this could literally be the headline every day trump in court today yeah right and you're just like which one on which state <laughs> no, which, which matter colorado but, new york we're we could trump. Just, yeah we could just put that headline out every day and they'd be like yep that sounds about right this time uh we're starting to get into these newer cases where people are trying to keep him um off the ballot and so there's a similar case in colorado but there are oral arguments in minnesota today about um trying to use the insurrection clause to prevent him from running uh, uh, for president. So those cases are now popping up in addition to all of the other cases. So the big question about these congressmen and women on the Democrat side that didn't vote to oust Santos or censure Tlaib, are they in purple districts? Are they in vulnerable districts or not? Because I would think that'd be an awesome campaign ad, right? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, That's a Carl Rove kind of a question, right? He, <laughs> yeah. he knows that to the district thing. I, I've never figured that out. I, it, it takes a lot of research to do that. Okay, well, it looks like, uh, what do we have to get out, right, Hannah? I don't, but there's so much to say. I don't do that. There's always next segment. All right, there's next segment. And next segment, we will ask the question, is Mike Johnson properly channeling John Adams when he talks about, yeah, the virtue of a biblical worldview for this constitutional republic? That com- This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Mike. Look, there are entire industries that are built to take down uh, public leaders, effective political leaders like like me. Um, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, it comes with the territory. It doesn't bother me at all. I just wish they would get to know me. Um, I'm not trying to establish uh, Christianity as the national religion or something. That's not what this is about at all. If you truly believe in the Bible's commands and you, you seek to follow those, it is impossible to be a hateful person. Because the greatest command in the Bible is that you love God with everything you have and you love your neighbor as yourself well there you go how can you argue with that i love my neighbors thank you for listening and stephanie neighbor and john the neighbor and we are a family and hannah the neighbor i'm randy tober and we are a happy family we're gonna have to pull up kumbaya you're on wake up mid missouri we have all our happy neighbors i don't know i think my neighbors are currently trolling me i think they probably (laughs) and it's beautiful i think they probably listen and uh, hannah announced and our listeners (laughs) chimed in i think on monday that you know people put their christmas tree up right after halloween like november 1st and i was like that's what i I said november 1st marks 
the beginning of the Christmas season. And I said, no way. And Whoa. so not only was I very skeptical, in, in, I couldn't have even fathomed that people <laughs> would not only put up their Christmas tree, but put up their Christmas lights. Yeah. And last night, November 1st, I come driving in, and guess what? My neighbors fully lit up outside of the house for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, like all of the twinkly lights from the gutters and everything? Oh, yeah. And sometimes I put them up early, but then I don't turn them on until closer <laughs> to Christmas. Nope. Shining and bright. And if, I, wow. if Stephanie's We've got them up on the building here. Do you? We yeah. do. If Stephanie's we'll neighbors... Poke are, your head outside. <laughs> if Stephanie's neighbors are listening right now, thank you. <laughs> I swear. Thank you very much. Now, I assume that you're talking... Look at that. There's a picture. I see that. Oh, my goodness. I, I assume you're talking about artificial Christmas trees. Yeah. Yes. No one's putting up regular, you know, real Christmas trees. I, I now, guess. Probably We put not. up a real Christmas tree. Uh, maybe a week or two or three before Christmas, two two weeks maybe before Christmas. But then Valentine's Day, it might come down. Once oh, it's you a, leave it up. <laughs> we leave it up till the needles are falling. And <laughs> oh no, <laughs> there's something about the magic of a real Christmas tree. I don't know if we're going to do it this year. We'll have to see. I we, don't know. I had a real Christmas tree as a kid, yeah. and it, it's it's sad. It's magic. Oh, it's no, no, no. Cue up Mariah Carey. Yeah, uh, John, are you, <laughs> are you are you real or are you uh, artificial? I don't mean that. I don't mean you. Your Christmas I, tree. I make your, they're real and they're spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, John. Oh, God. For our Seinfeld fans oh. out there, uh, we do the we do the artificially more. We used to do the old. Farmland cedar tree back in the day till oh. the wasp the wasp warmed up and flew around the room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we actually we have a, a few years ago. My wife got a little angry at me because I no you know these you know these deal a day sites. There's one called Woot. Oh, somehow I it got, might be like Timu. Woot, I think there's yeah. lawsuits yeah. Well, out Woot, there about those. Woot dot com is actually an Amazon knockoff, so it's things okay. that you can get on Amazon. Woot is and <laughs> I, sometimes because now with the the, the three kids. And their spouses, if I buy for one, I buy for all. So we'll buy things that are, oh, you know, the little the little power pack that plugs into your phone. You know, oh, it yeah. gives you an extra battery. Really cool things like that. And I see them. Make I'll your say, phone explode. I'll take six. You know, that's fine. <laughs> and I one for each kid, stocking stuffers. So so we have a joke that, you know, oh, dad got something on Woot, you know. But I got this artificial Christmas tree from, from Woot.com uh, years ago. This is why my wife, we still put it up, but in a room that isn't well-traveled. And... <laughs> It has it has this flashing psychedelic um, sort of these fiber optic lights on it. Party tree. Yeah, the grandkids love it, but it is it is not a little house on the prairie tree. Let's just not be good if you're subject to seizures, right, doctor? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. Take your uh, take your anti seizure medicine before you come. All right. So we played that clip. Uh, about the Mariah Carey one. No, 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 oh. no, no. We got all off track here. I said we were going to talk about uh, uh, about the biblical worldview that Mike Johnson is just getting slammed for. He is getting absolutely slammed for it. And to, it tells us a lot where, where our culture is. I mean, we have thrown God out of the public square, out of discourse. In fact, it's become synonymous with smelly Walmart people that cling to their Bibles and their guns and that the, the elite, uh, so-called former elite. I'm not going to call them elite anymore. I don't know. They're the arrogant. The arrogant. Um and I'm just looking at John Adams' quote here. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And then Mike Johnson says, you know, yeah, I've got a big worldview. Uh, you know, do the right thing, honor God, and, you know, uh, love your neighbor. 
That's why I was talking about neighbors. What's wrong with that? I mean, whether you're an atheist or an agnostic, those are decent rules to live by, right, John? I mean, what's what's wrong with that? If that happens to be the source of what everyone would agree on are virtuous principles, what's wrong with that? Why all the heat? That's the deal. I mean, the basic fundamentals that the founding fathers founded this country on. It reminds me of this book. Um, I actually read it in like a book club through the church, but it's I, I don't think it says it's a Christian book, but the art of neighboring, building genuine relationships right yeah. out of your door. And it really ch- changed a lot in my life in just making deep, meaningful relationships with people. I think more people, if we read the art of neighboring and more people learned how to be neighborly, regardless of whether they're Christian yeah. or not, we'd probably have a, a better society. I just don't understand the pummeling and the denigration of people. Um uh, you know it, uh, that that are are bold about their faith, uh, because if you look back, e- even people that do that and like the atheistic types on the on the progressive left, they will say, "Well, you don't have to be religious to be moral. All you have to do is ask them." So tell us about your parents. Did they go to church? They go to synagogue. How about their parents? Usually, it doesn't take more than a generation or two, and you have people that were faithful and were had fidelity. To, to simple things like the Ten Commandments. I mean, and why the genesis of those, no pun intended, uh, of those views, uh, <laughs> why is it that important? I, and, and why do people want to denigrate it? I, I, have, a, uh, I have a real tough time, you know, uh, uh, reconciling that. And, and I, uh, I just, I really bristle at people that put people like Mike Johnson down. I really do. Look at the look at the organized protests on the college campus with the pro-Palestinian and the divisiveness between the Palestinians and the Israelis and all, and how it spread to the spread to the latest ranks of the protests. Well, and let's and let's be honest about it. Um, we could have a discussion about whether the Palestinians should have a homeland. That's a separate and absolutely detached discussion from whether a political disagreement justifies the butchery that went on. Yeah, and I think they're confusing, like, his religion with his policy positions, because we know, and so for him, I think a lot of his policy positions do stem from his religion, Um, and I think people are terrified by some of his policy uh, positions, especially the Democrats. Obviously, he has a lot to say about gay marriage, he has a lot to say about abortion, and so I think when they are disagreeing with him, they could do it on the issue without involving his religion. Yeah. If I was his campaign advisor, I would advise him, if you're going to go off on gay marriage as being some kind of a sin, remind it, remind everyone that those people sitting in the pews who are having heterosexual relationships out of marriage, um, you should probably go after them too, right? And that, I think, would give him more credibility. Yes. Right? Probably. I mean, let's be consistent. A sinner's a sinner, uh, except for Hannah. Uh, the rest of us, I mean, you know, <laughs> but that's okay. She keeps us. <laughs> There's some folks out there she who keeps would, us all uh, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> on the, we invite you to join in on the show, 573-874-9390. Um, uh, texter, uh, listener James uh, texts, it doesn't make sense that Israel already, already needs assistance. We've always been told how their army is hell on wheels. Yeah, and that's right. I think their human resources are indisputable in their determination, their doggedness, but... Uh, when you're fighting the likes of Iran uh, vis-a-vis China 
and others with all the ordnance and the assets that they have just in terms of military hardware. I mean, you, you run out of the goods to, to propel missiles after a while. And I think we probably need a strong showing of support for our allies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, on the spending stuff, I, I, I really struggle with it. But after what Biden did in Afghanistan and what we've done to some of our you know other allies, I think our allies currently are questioning our faithfulness and our abilities. And I think we need to try to recover, save face on that front a little bit. Um, just because of all what's been going on under the Biden administration. We also have listener Mark texting us this morning. He (laughs) says, Randy, it's a nice surprise to hear you on this morning. Yeah, Ralph. Yeah, I'm still pinching myself, making sure we're awake this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Rick says, cedar tree from the back 40. (laughs) There There you you go. go. I've got a couple of beautiful pines in the backyard. You know, we moved here, you know, in December and the, the previous owner had planted a bunch of pines which are now sort of christmas tree size but being the true conservative i am i just can't see cutting them down i love looking at them you could decorate them up have outdoor christmas trees yeah i don't know maybe we'll decorate (laughs) them out in the backyard sort of forest yeah i just can't do that (laughs) looks like we need to step aside right hannah sure all right let's do that and uh, we continue to uh, remind you to uh, make sure and honor our veterans by uh, jumping on the 939theeagle.com or kws.com website and salute the troops and uh, make sure that you uh, tell us all you can about your favorite neighbor, coworker, family member, or friend who served this country so valiantly. And uh, we thank you to all who have served. And those thanks come out from Allstate Consultants, 939 The Eagle. We'll be back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tober along with Hannah and Stephanie and John. We are Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Be right back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at 939theeagle.com. Six fifty-one. I'm Randy Tobler on Wake Up Mid Missouri, along with Stephanie Bell and John Marsh and producer Hannah. I was hearing in my headphones. <laughs> boy, Hannah, you had me really confused Stephanie, and dazed. Did Randy just clutch at his pearls? I he was, did a little bit. I was, I was like, I heard rap coming through my earphones, and I, I That's thought, how we get pumped up in the morning for the show. Uh, yeah. yeah, that and a lot of coffee. A was, lot of coffee. I was like, oh, it was cringeworthy. That's oh, okay. come on. No, 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 it's okay. It's fine. I could play Mariah Carey again. No. <laughs> how about Barney? No. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you got any, uh, you got any Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, neighborhood guy, Fred, you know? All right, hey, listen, we've got... Um, so we have a guy that doesn't, or a gal that won't give their name, and that's okay. We we welcome you, saying the problem with your all's God is that we pass laws on whether or not it's a Christian law, regardless of this being a religiously free society. Weather spelled like the weather outside. Some people, <laughs> some people don't like using magic as justification. That's how the Crusades started. <laughs> Atheists don't burn witches because they aren't real. Well, I would maintain that the people who claim to be Christian and burn witches are not Christian. So, uh, listener, if you would like to engage further, why don't you give me a call? We can have a discussion. We can have a discussion about that. You know, I'd like to do that with you. I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask such folks that that maintain that uh, you don't need a God and that uh, you don't need to have the presence of a God. 
and I use that term very broadly, uh, a supreme authority, a divine, a creator, a, you know, an authority. Uh, I would I would always like to ask them, so who's your guy? Who, where do you get your rules from? Where do you get your guardrails from? Where do you get the lanes that you drive in, you know, metaphorically? Where, where do those come from? How come you just don't go out and take stuff from people and shoot people and take other people's wives and gossip and, you know, uh, and, you know, stab your mother and uh, stab your father like this guy that was uh, was arrested the other day, right? Wasn't he arraigned the other day? Brian Houseworth reported on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always an interesting discussion to ask those people, where do you get your rules to live by? And ultimately, if they're honest, they'll say, well, you know, got it from my mom, from his mom, from whatever. All right. Well, anyway, we got another. <laughs> Gordon says, just remember, you can't fix stupid. That's what my <laughs> wife says to me all the time, Gordon. <laughs> uh, Bill Eddy is his name. Uh, thank you, Bill. Good for you. That's a stand up guy. Um, hey, Bill, I know you. I'll bet you're a man of virtue and I'll bet you got those virtue from your father and mother or got it from their father and mother. And somewhere they got it from the good book. I would just I'll buy you a big steak if I'm wrong at some point. I don't need a magic book to tell me the rape is wrong, donk. <laughs> All right. Enough. Uh, enough of that fun. Um, so uh, I do you guys have you ever heard of having a dog birthday party? I have. Yeah. This uh, story in the Wall Street Journal says that someone threw a beach party over the summer for her two-year-old, Chloe. Before anyone could even sing happy birthday, Chloe and her six friends pounced and devoured the cake. Now, I thought she was talking. (laughs) (laughs) She 100% loved it, said the 30-year-old Canadian expat in Hong Kong. Chloe's a toy poodle. Didn't take as well, however, to the party hat she was made to wear. Uh, is that a is that just a Hong Kong thing or is it no no, no. locally? I think we have a friend of the show. We do, Doctor Ashley Immel, who said really? she has thrown birthday parties for her dogs. <laughs> really? I think I saw a photo. Really? Um, okay. Well, she's got girls and they like to celebrate their pets. I'm not a dog person. Okay. Stephanie yeah, Stephanie hates warm puppies. Oh. I have a lizard, and I can't say that we've had a, a lizard birthday. You have a lizard, and yeah. you have a hamster, right? Uh, Sadly, no. Oh no! Uh-oh. You have a lizard. Wasn't the hamster's name Ice Cream? It one and one the of them. Lizard eat the hamster. Yeah. Is Chuck Schumer rooming in the mother-in-law apartment up there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of lizards. <laughs> See, Randy, we have this thing called Stephanie's Suck List, and it's quite yeah. long, and it's a list of things that Stephanie finds unenjoyable in her life. Really? And on that list is things like Santa Claus. What? And sandwiches and, and little warm puppies. Puppies. Oh, you need to, I need to have my wonder dog Simba spend a night with you and cuddle up with you. And he just so he's a, he just loves you. He's he's a little we think he's a little nearsighted or something because he, <laughs> he, he has bad vision. He runs into things, you know, maybe he's farsighted. He runs into things. But he's like he, Gary Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> But you he's, don't have a dog birthday for him? He's a clingy dog. I mean, I love uh, my Simba. I just love to I, snuggle with him. He's a good dog. I had to pick up a birthday cake for my sister-in-law's dog once. <laughs> really? So, here in wow. Columbia, yeah. So this is the real thing. It was like a made-to-order, personalized, puppy-friendly okay. birthday cake well, for you, his first birthday. Because dogs can't have chocolate, right? Or what? They're not supposed they to. They can't have a bunch of ingredients. A birthday with the smelly old farm dogs the other day at our house, and they got leftover slightly green pork steak, which they enjoyed immensely. Oh, our dog. We had a 
I, I was corrected by a listener the other day uh, because I said that we, uh, a good friend of mine's son got his first big deer on our farm up near Macon um, over the weekend. And they, I said they gutted him. And he said, uh, Randy, that's field dressed him. Well, excuse me in a Steve Martin kind of a way. Um, and and my wife likes to let the dogs out, Mia and Simba. And um, yeah, if you cut them open, field dressing doesn't come out. The guts come out. The guts so. come out. <laughs> that's right. It's not a, and and so apparently they got into the guts because oh. Mia Mia was puking the rest of the day. But you know it's okay. She got it out of her system and it was oh, all yeah. right. My dog growing up would come back with entire like deer legs yeah. from the field yeah. behind our house. Yeah, it's good for them. Yeah, it teaches them to you know be discriminating about the things that they eat. A YouGov survey in July of around 460 American dog owners found close to half, half have celebrated their pets' birthdays. And this is going over the top, giving them birthday gifts. you got to be kidding. Got to be kidding. All right. Hey, that wraps it up for the first hour of Wake Up in Missouri on this beautiful Warming Up Thursday. When we come back, Michael Bakesha from Judicial Watch on the Obama chef death investigation. Is there anything there there? Be back. Moving.